somebody say an upgraded experience. Oh, somebody feel it and say an upgraded experience. We're declaring that 2024 is going to be an upgraded experience. And we're believing that 2023 laid the foundation for what God's going to do in 2024. And we're going to share just a little bit of what we're going to believe and what we're going to share on next year uh, as it begins on tomorrow. Hey, man, that's just a blessing to say that God has allowed us to make it unto now. Anybody want to praise God for making it through 2023? Did anybody go through anything where you, you said, I didn't know if I'm going to make it to next year, but I'm just praising God for how he brought me through oh, 2023. Oh, I know I have a witness out there. Oh, I said, I know I have a witness out there. Somebody sat in a situation in 2023 and you said to yourself, this might be it. <laughs> this might be it. Oh, I wish I had some help here this morning. You said, this might be it. This might be my final chapter. But some way, somehow, God just turned another page <laughs> and said, your story is not through. It's not over until I say it's over. I wish somebody would just praise God for 2023. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Some people counted me out last year. I started to doubt myself, but somewhere, somehow, I made it. Hallelujah. Well, to testify to three people around me, point at them and say, you made it. You made it. You made it. I don't know what you've been through, but you made it. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know your full story, but, but you made it. I don't know what you went through, but you, but you made it. I don't know how many times you were counted out, but you made it.
but you made it. We always we sing this song, I don't look like what I've been through. Well, you may look like it a little bit, but you made it. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Jacob wrestled with the angel, and when he left wrestling with the angel, he was still limping. But he made it. <laughs> and in fact, God upgraded Jacob from that experience and said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but it's Israel. Because you have favor with man and you have favor with God. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how ugly it got, but I just want to help your testimony today and say, thank God that you made it. Thank God that you made it. Come on, give God a hand. Put those hands together and give God some praise. We're going to St. John chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 9 and 10. Again, that's St. John chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 9 and 10. Again, I said this morning is going to look a little different. I'm going to share briefly, kind of give you almost like an outline of what we're going to be looking at for 2024. And then I want to pray for each of you. I want our ministry team to be prepared, our musicians to be prepared, our praise team to be prepared. Amen. We're going to pray for each and every one of you after we share, I want to anoint each of you as you face a new year, as you prepare for new challenges. Everyone, we look at new adversity, but we look at adversity as opportunity. I said, you need to look at adversity as opportunity because every opportunity is going to have some adversity. In fact, I, I put it this way, that adversity is the, is the truck that is driving your next opportunity. Adversity is the name of the truck that is driving the payload of your opportunity. Yes, the opportunity is going to be there, but you're going to have to go through adversity to get there. And I want you to embrace, embrace the challenge of the new year. Embrace 2024 as being filled with opportunity, but understanding that to get to opportunity, I'm going to have to go through some adversity. That I'm going to have to go through something. And the greater the opportunity, sometimes the greater the adversity. I often say it this way. Devil only guards the door that leads to bigger opportunities. He doesn't guard doors that are going to lead to your downfall. He wants you to walk through those doors. But the doors that are going to lead you up, that are going to elevate you to a greater level, that are going to be full of the opportunity that God has promised you. Those are the ones, the devil, he's going to fight you at that door because he doesn't want you to walk in. But my, the writer in Revelation says, praise be unto God who has set open a door for me that no man can shut. So that means if God has it for me, somebody say, that's my door. That's my door. He has set it open for me and that means nobody has the authority shut it. The devil may fight me there, but that is my door and I'm going to walk through my door of opportunity. John 10 and 10 reads like this familiar passage for most for many of us. Start at, I'm going to start at John 10 and 9. It says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And I want you to replace the thought of pasture with opportunity. 
and I'm going to read it again. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find opportunity. John 10 and 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. What Jesus is saying, he said, is I came for the purpose of not only giving you life, but to give you an upgraded experience in life. You should be experiencing abundant life through me as long as you walk through that door. We shared in a series a, a few years ago, and we talked about we know, we because we love to quote the scripture, and sometimes we quote it out of context. It says, we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are the called according to his purpose. We kind of fly through the first part of that scripture and don't understand that we doesn't include everybody. We is specifically talking about the people who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You have to read all of Romans 8 to get down to the we and understand who it's talking about. It's not talking about everybody. It's talking about them that love the Lord, them who are called according to his purpose. Jesus says, my friends are those people who obey my voice. He said, he also said, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say. You're just having a semblance of holiness. You're having a semblance of Christianity without having a real experience. And part of having a real experience is understanding that we're going to have to go through some things. We're going to have to go through some adversity to get to what God has for us. And I believe firmly that 2023 was a foundational time for us. I believe it was setting and laying the foundation for us, for what God is propelling us towards in 2024. And part of that is understanding and appreciating a word we don't like. And the word we don't like is process. Everybody wants blessings, but nobody wants process. Uh, you got a lot of people, and you've seen it in many areas. I, I, we were at a youth football team, and the coach was going off on some of the players, and he was mad, and he was upset, and he just laid it out bare. He said, you guys show up on game day, but you never show up at practice. And the reason we look so bad on game day is because nobody wants to come to practice. And not only was he telling the kids because the kids can't drive, he was talking to the parents. You bring them to game day, but you won't bring them to practice. Allen Iverson had a famous quote saying, practice, practice. We talking about practice. He said, we're not talking about the game, not the game. We're talking about practice. Because people love to shine. They love the big lights. They love the big stage. They love the accolades. But they don't enjoy the process. And let me help somebody. You will never get good at anything in your life if you don't begin to love the process. You have to love the process. Some of you are in jobs right now that you don't enjoy, and the reason you don't enjoy the job is because you don't appreciate the process. If you appreciate the process, then you'll begin to appreciate what you do. 
classical pianist. He had gone through a concert and he had played so beautifully and, and, and everybody was enthralled by, by how he played. And then a young man came up to him afterwards and he said, I want to play like you play. Instead of saying thank you like most people do, the, the pianist decided to keep it real. He said, no, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to play like I play because let me tell you what that means. He said, that you don't want to practice six hours every day. You don't want to go over your craft and refine it every day. You don't want to learn to read music. You don't want to watch, spend time watching others who do the same thing that you do. You do not want to spend or invest the time that I do to get to where I am. Saying, I didn't walk up here and just start playing the piano like I do. It took practice. It took a process. And many of us we want the accolades, we want the big day, we want the lights, but we don't want the process. We want the Lord to bless us. We say, Lord, Lord, bless me. Lord, Lord, I just shower your blessings down upon me, but we don't want the process. We don't want to pray. We don't want to read God's word. Some of us don't know any more word today than we knew 10 years ago because we don't embrace the process. Understand, understand people, e even Jesus was concerned about the process. There in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, he prayed, he said, Lord, he said, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. What he's saying, he said, I want people to have the right etern to eternal life. I want all humanity to be forgiven of their sins. I want them to have a chance and an opportunity to spend life with us in heaven. But it's the process, Lord. The process means I'm going to have to have a crown of thorns pressed into my head. The process means I'm going to have to be whipped with many stripes. The process means they're going to drive nails in my hands and in my feet. Lord, if it be your will, can you excuse me from the process? And that's what many of us desire. We, we, we are lacking because we don't participate in the process. We don't desire to get better. Let me tell you this, the difference between a job and a career and of someone who is career-oriented and career-minded. A career-minded person wants to get better. And then there are people who just have a job. There are people who have a job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to clock in. I'm going to do my, the very minimal that I need to do. And then I'm going to go home. People who are career-oriented want to say, I want to get better at what I'm doing because they are embracing the process. How many times do they offer you opportunities on your job to go to developmental uh, situations, developmental meetings, where they're going to teach you how to do the job better? And how many times do we forsake those meetings? That means, that tells me that you're not embracing the process. If you embrace the process, you have a desire to get better. You embrace opportunities to get better. You don't mind practicing your craft because you are oriented with the mindset that I'm going to get better. And I believe 2023 took us back to some of our processes. We got tested in areas where maybe we weren't calling on God like we should. But boy, a test to teach you how to... I wish I had a witness in it. 
Testing will teach you how to get down on your knees. When you go through something, it, it, will, it will instruct you again on what I need to do to get closer to God. That happens when you are tested. So if testing is making me better, then that means I embrace adversity. I embrace adversity because it's an opportunity for me to get I embrace. And Paul said, I, I, I glory in my infirmities. Because then when I'm in a place where I'm disadvantaged, he said, it's not me, it's not I, but it's the Christ that works through me. Adversity in, causes me to invite God into my situation. And the only way I can get stronger is if I keep inviting God in. I need you to get it. I, 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 I can't get stronger unless I keep inviting God in. But let me teach you something that might help you for 2024 so you don't go through storms that are unnecessary if I always invite him in. I don't need the storm to instruct me. If I keep him first in my life, I don't need the trial to teach me that God is yet with me. I don't, I don't want to be like Jonah. I don't want to be on the wrong ship going in the wrong direction, suffering an unnecessary storm just so I can get back on track with what God already told me. If I keep him first in my life, if I keep him forever my priority, if I wake up with my mind stayed on Jesus, then I don't need the trial to remind me of how much I need God. Somebody ought to tell God, Lord, I went through 2023, and I get it. I get it. Lord, I need you. I need you in the morning. I need you in the midday. I need you all day. I need you every day. Lord, I, I need you. I, I learned from the adversity of 2023, and it taught me to stay on my knees. Sometimes God sends the storm because that's the only time you get on your knees. Uh, you go through enough, you, you won't, nobody have to invite you to church. You'll be waiting on church. <laughs> Come on. You go through enough, you'll, your car will be the first one in the parking lot. You go, you go through enough, you won't pray just when you come to church. You're already prayed up because you've been through something that taught you, I need to pray in all things. And not only do I need to pray in all things, but I need to give thanks in all things. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. How does giving thanks happen through adversity? Is if you go through something long enough, you appreciate where you already were. Some of us, we're praying for better, but we don't appreciate where we are. I had a relative who recently just went through the flu for the first time and had never experienced the flu. And I told her, I said, the flu will make you appreciate how you felt before you got it. <laughs> Anybody who's been there, you know what I'm talking about. I, I was in the flu, and I was like, Lord, I don't need to be better. Just make me as good as I was before I got this. Take these chills away, this sweating away, these, these fevers away. Lord, if I could just get back to where I was, going through something makes you appreciate what you already have. That's giving thanks in all things. That's saying, Lord, I thank you for what I already have. And then the songwriter came out and said, praise God, it, it could be worse. I begin to think of how my situation could be much worse than it is right now. And I begin to just say, Lord, Lord, I, I thank you. 
Lord, I'm feeling pain. But the fact that I can feel pain means I'm still alive. Lord, I, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm not where I should be. But that means you kept my mind to help me recognize that I need to be better than where I am now. And for that, I say, Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, I woke up in my bed and I, and I slept wrong on my neck and I don't feel as good as I could feel. But Lord, I didn't wake up in the hospital. And for that, I, I say, Lord, I, I, I thank you. When you've been through something, it will teach you to praise God for small things. I drive in the car that I want to drive, but Lord, it started this morning. So, Lord, I, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm not working the job that that, that that was my ultimate goal, but Lord, it's paying the bills. Lord, 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 I, I, I thank you. My Lord, my children might not be accomplished enough or on the on the trajectory I thought they were, but Lord, they woke up this morning and, and they had air in their lungs and, and they were in their right mind. I'm saying, Lord, I thank you. Some of us are waiting on something fabulous to give God thanks. What God is saying, if you give me thanks for where you are, I'll give you something fabulous. If you give me thanks for where you already have, I'll, I'll, I'll take you exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask a thing. But I need you to give thanks right now for where you already are. And he said, believe me, I, he said, I know how to blow your mind. I know how to upgrade your experience. I know how to take you to another level. I know how to give you things that you have not imagined, but if you thank me where you already are, and I wish I had some folks who were thankful for, for where they already were. Lord, if you don't do anything else for me, I'm already thankful for what you've already done. I want to say thank you. In fact, I want to live thankful. I want to live grateful. When I wake up in the morning, I just want to say, Lord, I, Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. And when you live thankful, let me help somebody. When adversity comes, adversity can't pierce your thankfulness. Let me give you that. When you wake up in the morning thankful, adversity can't pierce your thankfulness. Some of you all, you saved until you see people. <laughs> until you see other folks, you saved. Woke up singing, praising the Lord. I, and then you see some folks and it's gone. You lose it, man. I had a, had a young girl that I worked with and she said, she called me Dr. C. She said, Dr. C, she said, I just can't people today. She said, I'm going to be good if I don't have to people today. I mean, she don't want to see any people. If you don't, if I don't see any people, I'll be fine. But what I'm telling you, when you live thankful, you won't allow those little annoyances at work to pierce your thankfulness. Because let me tell you something. If you've been in the hospital bed, and if you didn't know you were going to make your way out, you say, Lord, if you lift me up from here, <laughs> I I'm going to be thankful. So when you go back to work and you're thanking God for keeping you alive, when somebody talks behind your back, you ain't worried about that. Because my Lord, he, he kept me alive. 
When, when, when somebody tries to say you didn't do what you should have done, you don't worry about people talking about your performance because you're thankful for God keeping you alive. <laughs> when somebody that you did right is doing you wrong behind your back, you don't worry about it because I'm thankful that God kept me alive. I just want to, I just, if I could just imagine for a moment how Lazarus must have lived after Jesus raised him from the dead. Can you imagine his perspective was probably a little bit different? I can imagine Mary, you know how Martha was, was fussing. Martha was fussing at him and said, hey, Lazarus, I needed you to wash the dishes. And he just, just was on him. And I, I can hear Lazarus saying, baby, I can handle that. Because I've already been dead. And Jesus has made me alive. I can imagine what other people thought were problems. Lazarus said, baby, don't worry about that. He said, because I've already been dead. And there's nothing that can be worse than what God already took me through. I guess he's saying like the songwriter. The songwriter said, I don't believe he brought me this far to lead me where I am. Do I have a witness? Somebody who's been through something. I wish I had a witness out there. You've been through something. And when you got through it, it was a reminder to you that no matter what I go through, God brought me here and he's not going to leave me right here. So the only thing I can do is lift up my hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Everyone standing to your feet. Lift Stand and lift those hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah, Lord, I, I thank you. Come on, come on, just talk to the Lord right where you are. Lord, I, I'm thankful. Tell him what you're thankful for. Hallelujah, Lord, I, I thank you. I'm thankful to you, Lord for what you've done for me. Hallelujah, Lord. Right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we thank you for your people. Lord, we thank you for this time that you've given unto us. We just want to say, Lord, I thank you. Help us to be thankful on this year, Lord. Lord, even as we are on the precipice of that which is great, Lord, as we stand on the precipice of a new level, as we stand on the platform of what 2023 has taught us, and Lord, even as we prepare to walk into an upgraded experience in 2024, we just want to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, for those who are here and for those who are watching online, our prayer for 2024 is that we be more thankful. And Lord, you're going to take care of the rest. You said, seek ye my kingdom first. And then he said, and all of these things shall be added unto us. Lord, I'm declaring in 2024 as we live thankful. Lord, we're going to receive things that we didn't pray for. We're going to receive blessings that extrapolate our imagination that are beyond even that which we can ask or think. Lord, simply because we're living 
Lord, I see new jobs. I see new opportunities, Lord. I, I see houses, Lord. I, I see cars, Lord. Lord, I see new relationships. Lord, in 2024, Lord, I see people being pulled out of depression and anxiety, Lord. I see renewed minds in this new year. And for that, Lord, in advance, I just want to say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, help us on this year to walk into the position that you've already promised us. Lord, we're not walking into something new. We're walking into that which you have already prepared for us. And Lord, that which you have prepared is going to blow our minds. And in advance of that, Lord, we just say thank you. Lord, we ask that you touch those, Lord, who are watching us virtually. Touch them, Lord. Touch their expectations. Lord, touch their thankfulness. And Lord, even inspiring them in understanding of you have greater things for them. And Lord, we declare all these things in our son Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God the praise. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we pray that you live with expectation and thankfulness and know that God is going to upgrade your experience in 2024. God bless you. Come on, bright temple. Let's put those hands together. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple. Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.